and welcome to a special episode of the movie podcast. My name is Shabazz, and of course, I am joined by my my number two dancer, my my chip, my chip to the Dale, Daniel. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm great. You know, Shay, I'm a little upset that you called me the number two dancer because I am number two to nobody when it comes to uh, dancing. You haven't seen me dance on the floor yet. I don't understand. Like, oh, you, 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 okay. you're, you're my number two in the sense that you're beside me, but we're both number one. Does that make sense? Got you. Okay, got you. So we look, are we like an 11? Well, that would make us worse, I think. Would it not? It would. You're right. I take it back. We are not. Yeah. We're not. We're both great dancers. We I are. honestly believe, you know, you're listening to this as an audio episode right now, but we are great dancers. Wait, this is audio only. So me being shirtless right now isn't helping. It's helping me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel more in character right now. I was going to say, I mean, I'm wearing these cuffs yeah. on as well and this bow tie. Oh. So I really, yeah, yeah. I, I happen to have a whole Chippendales uh, costume ready to go just in case. That's good. It's it's funny that you say it's a costume when really it's there's hardly anything that, <laughs> just, you're, that you're wearing. Yeah, there's like there's three pieces to this ensemble, really, right. and tearaway. We pants. <laughs> we were doing some uh, some Christmas shopping over the weekend. Oh and God. my whole family went, and you know we you know we had to stop by the Lego store, and I was tell I was like, oh, oh mom, look at this chippendale lego set and my mom knew that i had been doing interviews and watching the show um and my mom was so confused to what i was about to show her she's like i have to see this i have to see what my son is about to show me and i was like no it's chippendale rescue rangers not chippendales the male dancers you know what so, that, uh, that's alarming. that was um yeah, but it was also, I felt like a missed opportunity. There should be a Lego idea set of Chippendale dancers as well, too. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what would the set truly be? Would it be, like, one of their uh, stages? Is that what they would do? Okay, well, it could also be of, like, a dancer, I guess, and they could, like, you have to build his clothes. Oh, just, or like, 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 disassemble a, their clothes, oh, you know? one of those modular oh. sets where you get to build the person. Yeah, I yeah. Get it, I get it. Yeah, of that course. makes sense. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of opportunities, I think, for it. There absolutely are, you know, um, first of all, this show that we're talking about today, well, actually, we're talking about some interviews that we're going to get to in a second here, Daniel, you've already probably read the the title of this episode, so you already know who we're talking to, but for the uninitiated, we will still say who those guests are in just a second, but I love that this show taught me so much about history as well, because I, I, I mean, I have never been to a Chippendales show, I don't know, we don't have anything close to that here in, in where we are. And I think it's Vegas and LA really that kind of has Chippendales. But I, I was always kind of like, why is it called Chippendales? And to find out that it's such a interesting answer to what it is and it has nothing to do with Chip and Dale uh, was a big no. surprise for me. You know, I, it was like, oh, what so was the, the what? Rescue Rangers? The Rescue Rangers. <laughs> you know, uh, if you are curious, so the Chippendales are going on tour throughout you know europe and africa and australia Not so if you are. are looking to go on a trip then you know there are some opportunities for you shay yeah yeah you know i don't i feel like i'm just gonna miss it it's and it's gonna be it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine you know, if it's I gonna, you're gonna regret it man it's like seeing like it's like seeing like elton john just had his last show i'm he like did. you're gonna miss a chippendale show well you know, I, you you know what i it. It, it's a shame that i'll miss it but uh it's yes. okay i'll just dance by myself there you go. Or I'll dance like with no you. no one's watching. Yeah, I'll dance with you. <laughs> but Daniel, can you please, please, first of all, tell us how you're doing today and then tell us who we're talking to. I'm doing wonderful, Shay. You know, whenever we get to talk to 
anyone who's involved with the shows and movies that we love, it's a good day. And I think today is a great day because, first of all, Welcome to Chippendales is a fantastic show. Obviously, stars Kumel Nanjiani. Guess what? He's not on this episode. Don't worry. Hopefully, in the future, we will have him on the show. But today on the show, we were delighted to welcome Quentin Blair, who plays Otis on the show, and Robin DeJesus, uh, who plays Ray Colin on the show. So we had a great conversation with them. They are fantastic characters in this show. Um, and if you want to watch Welcome to Chippendales, you'll be able to watch it here in Canada on Disney Plus via Star. It's premiering today, so if you're listening to this on November 22nd, you'll be able to watch the first two episodes, and then it will be weekly after that. But it's a great show. Um, Matt Shackman, who we know, who directed WandaVision and a bunch of episodes of Welcome to... Uh, welcome, sorry, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I was going to say welcome to uh, welcome Chippendales. Welcome to Chippendales in Philadelphia. <laughs> in Philadelphia. There could be a Philly location. We don't know. But um, no, the show is great. And, and Quentin and Robin are awesome in the show and I, I was really lucky to have a great conversation with them about it their familiarity with the chippendales their roles in the show and i think just about you know identity in general which i think is which is wonderful to talk about openly on the show um so i was really lucky to talk with them unfortunately i did miss you shay uh on this review so i wish you were i was you dancing were my tag team partner you were you were too busy dancing i was too busy you know? dancing but, I, I you gotta it's okay. you gotta bring home the bacon yeah, it's it's totally okay, but uh, no, we we did have a great conversation, so I'm very thankful for that. I'm glad. I'm glad. And I can't wait to see it because we're doing this live right now. Because we're gonna cut. I'm just gonna talk to my uh, my production team over here. We're cutting to the interviews right now. All right, perfect. Well, let's let's go ahead and get to our interviews, Daniel. I can't wait to see them. They're probably amazing because you know it's a movie podcast. And of course, if you don't know about our show, we're on Twitter. We're, we're still on Twitter, at least, as of right now. For now. Twitter is still For now and running, I think, by the time you're hearing this. Uh, we're, we're everywhere. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Letterboxd. Go ahead and find us. Write to us as well at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Leave us a five-star review and leave us a comment. We love reading out these comments. We love reading out these emails. We got a comment the other day uh, that was kind of uh, random. And I think maybe on the next episode, we'll go ahead and read that out. So we'll definitely get to that. But before we do that, Let's get to our interviews. Hey, Quentin, how you doing? Hey, Daniel, doing good. How about you? I'm doing so well, so well, man. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us on the movie podcast today. Uh, you are so great in the series, and I can't wait for everyone to be able to watch it. Uh, I'm just curious for yourself. You know, when did the role of Otis first come on your radar? Oh uh, yeah, it was uh, last year around. I think early October is when the uh, you know the audition process started. Um, and yeah, you know, sent in a tape a couple weeks went by, heard back, you know, met with the, uh, uh, the, the showrunners and producers and, and director at the time and went through that. And then it went a little bit more and found out I got it. And it was, it was just great. I was really excited about it. You know, I was doing something else at the time. And I, I remember I was like mentally preparing for this while yeah. I was doing the other thing. I was like, I was just ready to go. So, uh, Yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, you talk about mentally preparing. I'm curious, how about on the physical side? There's there's a lot of great like dance sequences in the series. You know, what was your preparation? What was your training like? And how much Magic Mike did you watch to get ready? For this? <laughs> so, OK, so I had seen the first Magic Mike. I don't think I've watched since then. Uh, I do love Channing Tatum, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was a lot of it was a lot of training and it was something, you know, it was actually interesting. So when I had first gotten the role, I thought I was coming in to be one of the bodybuilders from Venice Beach iteration of Chippendales, which was the first iteration. Got you. 
And so I had, I had a good amount of time. I think I found out about November that I was going to get this. We were starting in like February and I started working out. I got the biggest I had ever been. And so then the choreographer, you know, reaches out to me and sends me the tape. And then I send a tape back and they're like, Oh no, like you're way too big. That's not, <laughs> that's not what we need at all. So I actually had to like lose 20 pounds in oh, order. Wow. Yeah, I had to lose 20 pounds in order to filming, like stop working out, you know, change my eating habits a little bit, start running more, and then came to Los Angeles and started dancing with this great dance instructor with the choreographers. And I was just, uh, I was there, you know, five days a week uh, for hours and hours a day, really just learning a completely new medium, a completely new language with these dance, um, you know, and getting it in my body. And I had to really go through like a crash course of you know all these dancing styles and then had to learn the choreography right so, um so yeah you know it was it was probably yeah i mean yeah it was the role that i've prepared the most physically by any means um and it was it was fun it was there were some rough days you know days i actually got put to the brink of tears well not brink i actually full out cried because <laughs> i don't like being bad at things right yeah and i was very bad at dancing <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Bill, Bill, he got me, he got that. My dance instructor got me, he got me right. And and I think it, it came out well. I felt really prepared on the days when we were actually filming. No, it, lo- it looks amazing. And like to your testament, like you, you would have never have known you were ever feeling that like obviously a testament to your acting, but also to your performing in the show because your sequences are fantastic and and it's no surprise that you know you know otis is the most popular performer at chippendales because like you you nail it you you just deliver i really appreciate it. yeah it, it's funny um they all used to talk about like on the actual dance days were my best they're like you weren't this good in rehearsals you weren't <laughs> practicing but with the lights turn on you know i think i got the energy from the crowd our background was really incredible like our yeah. first day that we were shooting i was so nervous like i was really nervous to do this and then they actually threw that i was going to be stripping in the actual dance like at first it was like dance cut to close her off like right. the director who was just really great he was like nah let's let's just strip while you know <laughs> like oh, okay cool have a practice <laughs> make it work so um but yeah yeah it was really um yeah it was really enjoyable really great that's amazing you know uh, you know i'm curious for yourself too you know as as great of a performer otis is you know he keeps telling steven nick how much more he could bring how much more he wants to do what do you think was driving him to you know to not so much leave the the performance side but wanting to do just more get more out of his life at that at chippendales you know i think he he was just an ambitious individual you know and also like like many sports, you know, I'm an athlete, uh, or at least I was. <laughs> I'm an athlete, and there's a shelf life on you know when you're doing stuff that's that's body intensive. There's a shelf life on how long you can do it, and just for my very brief um, time dancing, like it hurts. You know, yeah. you're just hurt. So if that's what you have done for all these years, you know, he, he's 34, and um, you can't do that forever. You have to transition to something. Um, I think that was what was driving it. Um, You know, being able to continue to make money and make even more money and, um, and yeah, just ambitions in general, you know, I don't think he was a human being that was satisfied by, you know, just, you know, just the 15 seconds of fame. He wanted more than that. Right. And I, I totally see that. And, And I'm curious also for yourself, you know, 
Chippendales is such an interesting, you know, just the show itself. It, it's so fun to watch. And it's one of those things that you think like, man, like, is this all true? Like what, like, did this really happen? Or it's like, yeah. this, it's crazy to think like just how everything came together when you were researching everything, you know, what was the biggest surprise that you came across or like, Oh wow. Like this actually, this is how something happened. This is, this is what happened. I, I think that's it. I mean, I think that was the biggest surprise, just the fact that this happened and I had yeah. no knowledge of it beforehand. You know, I, I had been aware of Chippendales as a brand and, and yeah. the SNL skit and everything like that. But just the fact that something like this could be what's behind one of these giant, you know, giant, uh, I'm, I'm losing my words a little bit, giant things that m- everybody knows about. Right. Um, that this was kind of the true story behind it. Yeah. That was just surprising alone. Like there was all this, like I knew obviously, okay, yeah, there's the sex aspect, the the cultural phenomenon that it was at the time, this, you know, new glitz glam thing, but the murder that went involved, just the fact that they had a, in the person, Steve Banerjee was the creator of it. I would have yeah. never, you know what I mean? And yeah, so I just think literally the entire story was the most surprising part. The fact that it existed and i had no knowledge of it yeah it's so crazy that it had to be true right yeah exactly exactly (laughs) right there uh quentin thank you so much for your time man i I cannot wait for everyone to check you out on the show and get to see what you work on next you are so great in it so thank you again man thank you so much i really appreciate it daniel hey robin how are you hey daniel what up i'm well thank you Uh, it's good to see you it's good to see you you know i've been burning through this show um, and you are so great in it. So thank you for that. And, and the show is so great. So I just want to say uh, that right off the top. So thank, thank you for your time. Of course. Um, you know, I'm just curious, you know, right, right at, to get things going, you know, how familiar were you with the Chippendales world before joining the project? Honestly, Chippendales to me growing up, it, it was in the zeitgeist. It was in the cultural zeitgeist. I loved daytime talk shows growing up. So when I was home from school, I was watching Jenny Jones, uh, Montel Williams. Um, oh, there's another one I'm thinking of. I, I can't I can't remember right now. But I remember the Chippendales being on the shows and sort of yeah. the conversations that that came from from that. But I also Chippendales to me, it was me discovering my sexuality as a young queer boy realizing that he was attracted to men. And so when these guys would show up, we were like, Ooh, I feel things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my memory of the Chippendales. That's how they affected me. Once, once I got the audition for the show, I didn't know the plot. I didn't know the things that happened behind the scenes. And even I knew a little bit of it, uh, but I was more focused on Ray himself, the character it wasn't until my callbacks that I learned the real, real story. And I was like, this is absolutely crazy and no one's going to believe it. Um, and, you know, our, 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 our version of the story is our version. You know, it, it, it is fictionalized. Uh, so it was, it, was, it was cool to sort of like have that there, but also we're going to do, we're going to explore these other rooms within the story, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. And, you know, I was talking with Quentin earlier and, you know, it's it's one of those stories that it's so crazy that it has to be true. But also, you know, you take liberties to tell a great story in the show. And I think that's what you guys have done with this. Right? Word. Thank you. Uh, you know, for, for yourself, when you were doing your research, when you were, you know, you know, when you got that final call back, you got the role. You know, what was the biggest surprise for you that you learned, like, about this world, about your character, who he was, who Ray was? You know... I, I've touched on this a couple of times, but the thing that really surprised me because I I didn't find this 
until we were on set. I, I couldn't figure out why Ray and Steve became friends. And there is, when, when Steve and I first meet, he's coming from a trip where something bad happened. And he communicates to me what happens. And I remember feeling the sense of like, oh, man, like that's like feeling for him. Right. And when that happened, it gave us permission to sort of be soft with each other. And I think that our, as men, we present in a certain way outside as men seeking power too. Right. As, as, as brown men, as immigrant men in, in predominantly these, these white spaces, you know, there's, there's just like, you know, toxic masculinity is abundant, right, for us. Oh, for sure. And for I sure. love this idea of these men finding this softness in the same way that when you look at um, the Godfather, you see, you see all the violence, but you're also seeing these grown men kiss each other and and be passionate and and express love and anger and and all the levels of of that coexisting. And I I I, I realized the more and more I meditated on that, I wanted Kumail and I to to really sh- show that more because I think it's I think it's not expected. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because you're like, yeah, who would want to be friends with Steve? And I think <laughs> you, you're you know you're saying again, I love I love Kumail. But it's, it's just funny, like his performance in this. It's like, man, like he is—he's not a likable guy. You get where you get where he's coming from, in some in some regards. But you're also just like, it, it's interesting when when people you know will go into business with him or choose to be on his side. But you know, there there's a scene in the show where you know when you are you know you're telling Steve like you are, you know you are committing yourself like his your loyalty to him. And wow. I'm just curious, what do you think was going on through like in Ray's head in that scene? When uh, again, I don't again, I don't want to reveal anything what, what's going on in the scene. But what do you think is going through in his mind in that moment? Well, ultimately, Ray's a survivor, right? He's going to hustle his way the, out of a situation the way he has his entire life. In in that specific moment, I think there are ratios of Ray that knew he was messing up, mm-hmm. and there are ratios of of Ray where he thought. No, this is not a big deal. Like wh- whatever this is, I it, no one's going to be offended by it. Right. And when Steve is offended by it and he realizes, oh, crap, I think there is a part of me that that knew that I was messing up, but it was convenient. And I got to make this right, because here is this man who in some ways has a lot in common with me as brown men. Right. But also I look up to him because he's a brown man who owns a business in a period where you didn't often see that. Right. And. For me, I had to make things right so that I could stay in his good graces and climb that social ladder with him. Right. Steve is an opportunity for me. Steve is a way out. Steve is survival. Right. Um, so I think, you know, dude was just trying to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this this there are very serious themes, obviously, within this show. Uh Kumel's a very funny guy. What was it like working with him and you know, figuring out who these characters were together? Kumail is great. Like, you know, you always worry about what people are going to be like when you actually get to work with him. If he was so chill and 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 so fun to be around, we laughed a lot. And I and I think that because the scenes there there are certain things that are really really intense. There's a lot of emotions, mm-hmm. so it was nice to sort of rev up in a different way, rev up right. with laughter and silliness and, and, you know, you know, staying energized in that way. So that then when you come on, you can just unleash all that Definitely. energy that you've been um, building up before the scene. And, but also like, if you, if for me, like if I had a particularly emotional scene, 
I also knew like Kumail reads the cues for me. Yeah. He gives me my moment. I go to my corner, I do my thing and I come back and he obviously gets it. Um, but the, the thing that was crazy about working with Kumail was that my first day I had to improv with him. And that was triggersome. <laughs> you know, here you are impro- improvising your first day, a character that you're just starting to figure out. It was supposed to be kind of an inconsequential scene. And you're doing it with this guy who this is what he does for a living. Right. You know, as a stand-up, he's he's improving all the time. Uh, and if anything, he just took care of me and made sure, you know, we did what our, we did our thing. I love that. I love that. Again, Robin, thank you so much for your time. You know, I think, you know, people are going to really enjoy the show when it comes out. I can't wait for them to see you in it. Um, and I wish you all the best. And hopefully we get to talk again soon down the road. Thank you, Daniel. All the best to you. And we're back. Just like that, Quentin and Robin have entered our lives and our homes. And you have heard their beautiful voices. You've heard their amazing answers to Daniel's well-thought-out questions. Daniel, how, how did it feel? Like, how was that whole experience for you? I think what's so and funny about a show like uh, going into a show like this is that I really knew nothing about what Chippendales was mm-hmm. like, I knew of them. Like I, I knew like, Oh, this is the Chippendales dancers. Yes. There was a great joke about them in, you know, Chippendale rescue Rangers earlier this year. Right. And I was just like, I don't know about this world, but I'm so interested. And like, there's, there's been so many incredible Hulu um, shows that we've really gotten, you know, a piece like behind the true story of. kind of these true stories, Pam and Tommy, Mike, just from this year alone. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting to see, this world, how this world started, and Kumail's character who plays Steve uh, Bergen, who's just like, you know, he's a man on the outside. He wants to create something for his own. And, you know, to hear about like how this started was really interesting. And Quentin and Robin play very instrumental roles in bringing Chippendales to what it is. Um, so it was very just cool to learn about them and, you know, their, their, their history learning about Quentin. Quentin has some incredible dance sequences in the show as well too. So getting to hear about his training, you know, how many times he watched magic Mike, it was a good time. It was a really good time during this interview. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's funny that you asked that as well, but it, it's really cool because they're, they're characters in the show. And I'm, you know, so far what I've seen in the show, I'm really loving it. I know you are as well, but just like what you mentioned as well, I had no idea the complexity and the, um, I guess, the scandal that would be Chippendales, which you'd, you'd assume, you know, you'd assume that a male strip club kind of uh, vibe would bring, uh, you know, some interesting stories, but you just never think about it. I, it never crosses my mind. Again, I think in Canada, it's we're so far removed from Chippendales. It really feels like an American property that when we when yeah we when you think about it i'm like oh my god like yeah this totally makes sense why this is such a crazy story something that I, you can tell that kumail you know really gets into character for um so man i'm really enjoying it quentin and robin are so good on the show as well um they have such complex characters within this that you're kind of like and, and you always kind of wonder when you watch these things, like how much of this is true, but what I'm seeing right. so far. And again, I try my best not to Google anything when I go into it. Like I don't even look up the characters' names because I remember whatever show we watched in the in the past that was like this. I Google like, oh, what do they look like now? And it's like they're dead. I'm like, oh, yeah, damn it, or spoil, or they're the characters that don't even exist, right? And because and there's sometimes there's amalgamations, and there's definitely that in this show as For well. Sure. But 
this is this is I never look to these shows for the one hundred percent true accuracy to what happened. You look at this. This is a starting point. This is a jumping off point to learning about this world and like, okay, I got the show. Let me go a little bit deeper now and let me get some really specific ads now on mm-hmm. all of my social media feeds because oh, I've been looking at Chippendales nonstop. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you know, getting what? a lot of handcuff and bow tie ads on handcuff my and bow tie ads. I mean, they they go hand in hand. Yeah. I guess no pun intended. Well. There you go. <laughs> well, you know what? Again, we can't really talk about more about this show, and I'm sure we will be talking about it as soon as it comes out, available on Disney Plus as well, and the Canada, and I believe Hulu in the States, and probably got other it. locations in the world. But I want to give a huge shout out to Disney for letting us have this conversation with these fine, fine people and this amazing show, and we hope that we get another chance to maybe talk to more of the cast when the show starts to really kind of come up together. Uh, but Daniel... Yeah. You're doing great. We're doing great. If you want to follow the movie podcast, it's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We have Hive set up. And who knows by the time this is out, if Hive is even a thing, who knows? But don't follow <laughs> us there yet is what I'll say. You know, like, like keep keep that in your back pocket. Uh, but follow us on, again on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. It's at the movie podcast. And if you want to email us, it's hello at the moviepodcast.ca. Right into the show. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Sorry, I kind of blanked out there for a second where we are. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all that we have for today. That was this time of the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. Yeah.